0: From the front lines. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We We are are the Forum Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. We are the phone for the fans of Bleed Blue Show, the Rain podcast with Ranger Proud. And getting into the NHL's central division, the division with the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. But who are these other teams? Who's our, who's on the come up? Who's, a, who's the teams that are going to give the most competition, a playoff push, and some sort of uh, maybe bounce back years in the 2022-23 uh, of regular season com is our website audio archive episodes after podcast google podcasts spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, radio and stitcher uh forum for the fans you get to hear from all the great fans across all the sports uh you know as you already know the last couple of uh episodes the metro division you can check that out in archive episodes of com. you can check out what we said about the atlantic division which i thought was very intriguing on the last episode that what we discussed right but uh, the central really is everybody looks at it for the most part. Uh, I think when you talk to sports fans, you talk to uh, uh, whether they're fans of the teams in that division—the Blues, the Predators, the, the Winnipeg Jets, the, the, the champion Colorado Avalanche. Everybody is looking at the, pretty much the ads, right? Because they, obviously they have the stock, the 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 the, the Stanley. They pretty much got. The championship with uh, a loaded roster. A lot of them guys are coming back, but who's in that division that can actually make a push? Now, I'll say this: um, after analyzing the rosters, uh, who has come, who has went on and moved on from these teams in that division, I would have to say, I would have to say that uh, uh, there's really no body. That the best with the Colorado at full strength. Um, I mean, they're probably doing the repeat. That's how loaded their roster was. And, and I'll, I'll probably touch on them a little bit more later. I, I didn't want to focus on them per se at first. But uh, I, I just think uh, there's some very good quality teams in this division, and some of the playoffs actually showed that. And um, we could have that discussion then. Um, the, the Winnipeg Jets, the, the Blackhawks, Predators, the Blues, the Minnesota Wild, you know, those teams, uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, what can they do, or do they have enough um, to make a playoff, a deep playoff run, uh, let alone, or oh, even overcome the division champs, or in the Stanley Cup champion, uh, Colorado Avalon, that's, that's going to be a tough talk. tough task, so uh, let's talk about it. Uh, Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Um, congratulations to your Giants. And uh, we're not too far away from hockey. We got this division. Next episode, we'll get to the last division. And in a couple of weeks, we'll get to the Pacific. But, yeah, man, what's up? How you doing? And hope all is well, man. What's going on?
1: Yeah, doing great. That was an amazing Giant game uh, uh, the other day. For a while there, that last drive by uh, uh, Tennessee looked like uh, the bad old days, uh, holding Defensive holding penalties and going down the uh-huh. field and a last minute kick—it looked like a rerun of the last few years. But uh, hey, uh, maybe maybe things are turning the corner. And uh, boy, the coach has got some guts. Uh, he got he got a lot of love and respect from the team for that uh, going for the uh, two points at the end. So, uh, looking forward to talking about that with you on Thursday. But uh, yeah, as far as hockey, I think two weeks from last night, right? The twenty sixth is the first exhibition game against the Islanders. So uh there'll probably be a lot of uh a lot of Ranger programming on MSG the next two weeks, getting everybody uh up and excited for it. So I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing the guys on the ice again.
0: Yeah, it's been a short summer for over here, Glenn. Uh I just think uh, you know, yeah. when we do these shows for yeah, for us, yeah. <laughs> when we talk about uh the hockey every other week, uh it makes it go by faster. I think a lot of hockey yeah. fans um, actually, to be honest, we I think we kind of touched on it last time, um, because of the season ended so late. I don't think it is as, long, is as long as what other people think or thought. But we'll we'll talk to it. Matter of fact, let's got, we got RP with us, the, the infamous Ranger Proud, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Empire Sports Media, and and of course uh, Forever Blue Shirts. Now, RP, what's going on, man? Now we can let's start with any Blue Shirts news you may have before we jump into the Central Division, the division. Uh, home with the Avalanche, the Stanley Cup champions, But What's up, man? How you doing? And let, you want to start with anything with blue shirts? I have nothing, but we can feed off to you if you have anything.
2: Oh, how's it going, guys? Yeah, there's plenty. Rookie camp starts tomorrow, guys. Rangers got two games on the weekend in Philadelphia against the Flyers. There, there's hockey. We're, we're a week away from training camp. And uh, mm-hmm. the Rangers have a pretty decent uh, rookie team right now. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I don't know if they're going to be televised in those games or not, but uh, I might be going to them, so we'll see what happens. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing guys, uh, you know, like Cully to see if they can make the team or, you know, a number of other mm-hmm. guys, uh, you know. So there are guys that, you know, we might see make the cut. Uh, I, uh, when the team yeah. is, is.
2: So, so
1: it would be interesting. Uh, these games, I wish they were televised, but they are, because I'd love to watch them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, someone was mentioning it today. I, I got the media guide for the, for the lineup in the game schedule. They didn't say yet if anything was going to be televised or yeah. not. I guess that's up to Philadelphia as well. the cameras are not going. But, um, yeah. you know, it's good. it'll be good to see, you know, uh, Brennan Hoffman's on the team, obviously, and right. Cully. Um, you get to see Sakura play. Bobby Trevana's going to be playing. Um, yeah. Zach, Zach Jones is actually playing in this because he's eligible and get a good head start going into training camp trying to get that sixth defensive spot, so you know, it should be interesting to see how things shake out. You know, they're bringing a, a bunch of guys, you know, a bunch of guys that obviously won't make the team to get the experience to be with the coaching staff and all of that, and normally, with the Rangers when they go into training camp the first two days, all of these guys will be in there to get a taste of what it's like and all before the Rangers start to make their cuts, because training camp camp's pretty, pretty short, which is good, because you don't know want no one getting hurt, and and veteran wise yeah. and all. So I'm looking but I'm looking forward to at least getting some news and talking some Ranger because the off seasons has been long mm-hmm. enough. As short as Steve was saying no, it's been long enough.
0: No, but if if it's not going to be televised and if you're going I mean it is twenty twenty two, you can always live stream it for a Ranger Proud and your followers. Oh, live, it major, <laughs> live, so I could I could
2: live stream the you shit know, out I'm, of that. Yeah, what really? I want to do is hold my phone up videotape v- streaming for freaking two and a half hours yeah but, uh, hours. we'll see, we'll, we'll see. i'm they sure I will do it. <laughs> I'm- friday friday night they're playing at 7 and saturday night at 5 both at the tpl center and pa so uh well, it should be uh it should be good because they're not they're not participating in the uh which i was surprised for the second year in a row now they're not going to michigan to the traverse city when they normally played Columbus and Detroit and some of those right. other teams. So I guess they wanted to keep guys more local this time. And last time it must be something new with how Drury wants to do things. But, you know, regardless, there's some good players out there. Hunter Skinner on defense. Ty Everson supposed to be a, a good guy to look at. Matt Robinson again. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. All right. Cool, cool.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, when those events occur and – We get the video footage, i.e., if you go through it or we go through somebody else, we can definitely discuss and dissect what we see leading up to regular camp. And like uh, Glenn said, uh, preseason versus the Islanders in literally two weeks. So uh, we'll be wrapping up preseason stuff on here. So let's feel real. So, yeah, if we have anything else with the Rangers, we can can scoot on to the the, uh, the Central Division. I mean, the way I look at it, I just – I don't see anybody even beating Colorado again, but we could go through team-by-team team like we did last time, and if you want to fill in with some Rangers news, uh, Glenn, feel free. And Same thing with you, RP. Uh, how do you look at the sense of uh, Glenn, and we can go to RP after that, and I'll chime in. Uh, I have my thoughts on certain teams, but what's your thoughts,
1: Glenn? Yeah, I mean, it's Colorado and, and everybody else to me. I mean, you got some good teams in that division, St. Louis, Nashville, uh, Minnesota, Dallas, but, um, you know, I, I expect – Colorado to put them in the rearview mirror pretty quickly. Uh, I still think those other teams are going to be competitive. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, tougher other teams around the league to beat, but in the class of that division and, and uh, you know, maybe the league right now is, is still Colorado. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of that will have to do with uh, the success of our old buddy, uh, Alexander Georgiev, who I actually think is probably going to do very well there. So, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that division. We can talk about all the teams, but I mean, I think Colorado is, uh, uh, you know, really far and above the best team in that division. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, your thoughts, RP? Um, on looking at it, um, I mean, I think we're all are in agreement there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's really more about who gets into the playoffs from that division and how I look at this division. But what's your thoughts, RP? If you have any?
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I Colorado's still the team to beat, even though they've lost uh, Padre, Which I don't know if he just had one great season, or if all of a sudden he's turned it around. But I definitely think that uh, that that's a team that everyone's targeting, and everything everyone wants to. I don't know if you want to say represent but be like. So, you know, when you when you look at their division, if you're starting, you know, really quickly from the from the bottom up. Arizona and Chicago are, are are the bottom of the barrel there. I, I don't see much improvement there. I still think Chicago's in a, in a little bit of a sell-off. Arizona's playing at a 5,000, 6,000-seat college arena for the next three years. There, there's a lot going on there. I mean, at least Arizona will think it's a sell-out every night because they should give it a sell that little oh, joint.
0: God.
2: You know, uh, you know I, I would like to see mm-hmm. Winnipeg, you would think would be a little bit better. Um, they're the team I thought would, would have had a better season last year, and they, and they struggled and so forth. You know, they were 39 and 32, 39 points. It, it wasn't a, a great season. I mean, they were over five hundred, but it wasn't a great season. They, they had 11 ties, which is really high. But it, that's definitely Colorado's division. Everyone's going to be chasing them. Teams underneath them may – Go back and forth because the division was kind of tight there afterwards. But uh, I don't see anyone really taking a shot at, at the Avalanche this season in that division in that conference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. think
1: uh, you I mean, know totally from my that. from my standpoint, I'll just kind of double down on what the RP said. I mean, you look at the Arizona roster, and and there's not much on that roster that's going to excite you. Uh, that team could be uh, historically bad. Um, they, they just, they don't have a gold heading. They don't have scoring. They may have a couple of young kids that maybe I don't know much about. But, uh, from looking at their roster, uh, boy, they're going to be, uh, I think verge of, of non competitive this year. Uh, they, they almost seem worse than they were last year. So, uh, and, and as far as Chicago goes, I think the only question in Chicago is pretty much where is Patrick Kane going to end up at the trade deadline? Because, uh, you know, that the, the fans there as well. They're, they're in a, a total rebuild, uh, and they've pretty much expressed that that's what they want to do. So uh, we can't expect much really from Chicago uh, either. And you know, Winnipeg is always a kind of a you know, it's a team that I just never understand. You look at the roster; they got some really good players. Uh, you know, Kyle Connor, Dubois there now. Nikolai Ehlers, I really like. Um, you know, they've got some really good players. They have a good offense. Uh, they have a, a, a decent de- defense with guys like Marcy and, and uh, you know, Neil Pionk. Uh, I think Connor Tellebuck is, is uh, you know, a, a much more than adequate goaltender. Um, and that team just always, they just never, there's just something missing. They never seem to be able to get over that hump. You always think, you look at them, you think they're going to be better. Um, and uh, they just never are. So, I mean, I guess we can wipe three teams uh, right right off the bat uh, out of the discussion, but, uh, um, you know, they're a team that always kind of mystifies me and, you know, until I see differently, uh, I I expect that again from them this year. Well,
0: well, that's the thing. I was going to talk about Winnipeg uh, and you stole a lot of my thunder, Glenn. I don't don't put it past you. But that's the thing about them, like, we looked at, and, and uh, you just said it about Patrick Kane with the uh, Blackhawks, right? Like, he's he's probably going to be shipped. Like, there's no way they're going to be a contender, and he's yeah. probably going to be, you know, by the trade deadline, going somewhere, right? But what about a lot of these guys that might be in a position, too, where we saw right, uh, Patrick Laney go to the um, Columbus Blue Jackets, and then you got all this talent, and it's, like, never translated. To me, it's like, it feels like that the ship has already sailed. Like, why are they holding oh. on to a lot of these good pieces like i don't see them i thought their window was like maybe three years ago two about two three years ago maybe a year before the bubble right yeah. and yeah what, what what why hold on to all these pieces i mean they got nice players good players very all-star level players but i mean we've seen this rodeo with them before
1: yeah yeah, yeah i mean but they, that, they, that's, they that's got competing. these players but it's just not working for some reason um you know i i blake wheeler is another one you said they traded line a but they got a good return with uh uh, uh pierre with du- dubois um mm-hmm. so you know they didn't lose a lot there uh and you're right steve i think it was about three years ago where you're like wow this team is going to be this team might be in the, in the finals they look like they're really up and coming they got some overwhelming talent and for whatever reason it, it just hasn't worked so so, you're right. You wonder at what point, if your management, do you say, you know, we got to change this up. We got to move some guys. We got to bring some new guys in and, and just try to to, to do something be- before Hellbuck gets too old. He's getting old. Uh, he's getting older, at least. I mean, he's, uh, you know, 29, so he's still, you know, in that range where, you know, if you rebuild the team a little bit, he can still be your main guy. But. Um, I, I think this group of players there is kind of running out of time, and it just doesn't seem to be working for a, a reason that uh, I don't understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, RP, was, you were going to say something?
2: I'm sorry, what was that, Steve? I
0: said you were going to say something because I thought I heard you starting to speak.
2: Again, uh, you know, I was going to say, with you know, a lot of teams are doing that, like holding on to their pieces. I mean, look at Chicago. If you're in a rebuild, you've got to trade King. What are you waiting for? you Are going to drag this guy and the fan base and everyone through another season to the trade deadline? For what? what I don't understand. Somewhere you've got to eventually either guys retire or they've got to be moved. It's just the nature of the beast. You look at what the Rangers went through. You look at what some of these other teams went through. There's no way to, to get to the next level until you make all the necessary moves and all. Well, I, I don't understand why they're so hesitant to trade him. Uh, but Did, I just think, think that's going to drag. If I get an inevitable thing, and you went through it last year all the way to the trade deadline and decided not to trade him, and now in the summer he's been mentioned in every trade under the sun and you didn't trade him, and now training camp starts next week and he's still there. And that's going to be the talk of the town until you move him and get it done with.
1: I mean, do you think it has anything to do with the salary RP? I mean, it shouldn't really matter if they're – uh, you know they're going to have to pay him until the deadline, and if they move him now and and, and take you know fifty percent or more of his salary, it doesn't matter. They're still putting the money out. But um, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know why they would be hesitant to do it. Just want to wait until the deadline.
2: Uh, I mean, maybe there's some salary salary cap something. Yeah. Salary, I, don't
1: is, something. yeah.
2: I, I don't know if it's a salary cap issue. I mean, whether right now with him, I don't think that should really matter because I'm sure they can negotiate oh. some sort of you know, like you said, keeping some of the salary or, or whatever if they had to. I just think they're scared to move their faith of their franchise. Mm-hmm. Hell, if the Rangers move Lundquist, they can, you know, release. Really, they would you know, buy out with Lundquist. Uh, anybody can move a player if the time is right. And let's be yeah. realistic. Everybody knows Chicago wants to trade them. You're not going to get a, a handful of players for, for Kane. So, I mean, they have to accept that too. So I, I just think they're just nervous or just not ready to make the move. But I don't think they realize the PR is involved with that. To drag mm-hmm. everybody through another season, and then the closer you get to the trade deadline, the more hype that comes up. And, you know, and then what happens, God forbid, if he does get injured or something, now you can trade him again. So mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why, but they really have to look at that situation before they can truly say they're rebuilding. It's Very hard to yeah. rebuild when you keep dangling the guy out. They either say we're keeping him, he's not being traded, or trade him. You can't just yep. Angle your feet in the water.
0: Definitely that. Definitely agree with that. But now here's a, here's an interesting team we uh, we didn't really talk about or mention, and we'll get through like as many teams as we can. Glenn, and RP, the Minnesota Wild. I, I this is interesting because I thought they had a hell of a season and they were playing. W- Great hockey, let's say in the first half of the season last year, and and you know we heard all the Zook chants. member on Henrik Lundqvist night. Heard a lot of the Zuccarello chants when he came back, and he put up his best season in his career this past season, close yep. to eighty points. And and then, there's, and then you had that, you could say side chat with the Ranger fans. you know that there's this special. Zuccarello uh, cult. We'll, we'll call them the cult. They love Zuccarello; he could do no wrong. But you put him in a position, and, and with some, uh, you know, on the top line with, with Kaprizov, who had a monster season as well. But there's no Fiala on there. He's gone to LA now. How do you read them as far as? Uh, we, I think we're all giving Colorado, you know, the regular season right of the, the division. But it was, I think, what a six-point difference between the teams. But right? that's three games. Uh, do they, can they? Is there a way to, for them to make up those three games, despite some of the changes on their roster, Glenn? And then RP, your thoughts on the Minnesota Wild, if you have any. Well, to
1: me, Minnesota is almost the opposite of Winnipeg. To me, Winnipeg. Uh, to me, Minnesota always seems to be greater than the sum of their parts. Uh, you know, Kaprizov is. is uh, a tremendous player. He's one of the, he's going to be one of the best players in the league for sure. Um, you know, but you look at some of the other players on the roster. Had a, uh, uh you know, a, his one of his best seasons, but you know he's thirty five now, I think, or thirty. You know, early mid thirties. Um, uh, Erickson X, you know, was pretty good. Marcus Feligno was pretty good, um, but you look at that team, Matt Boldy also. Uh, but you look at this team and, and you say. You know how can they be right up there? Uh, you know, sometimes comfortably in a playoff spot, uh, but they always are. Um, you know, they they uh, uh, they've got Marc Andre Florian and goals. Who to me, you know, when Pittsburgh let him go to Vegas, I thought maybe it was a year early, but uh, I thought he was you know going to be kind of on the on the downside of his career. And geez, he he's had a, a reincarnation. Um, but, again, with a guy of his age, you know, you wonder if over the summer, uh, and we've seen it before, that, you know, a guy just goes downhill. Um, you know, he just can't do it anymore. I think he still can, but, you know, you never know with somebody at that at that age. So, um, you know, I think this team, they play, you know, they're a big team. They play hard. They've got a good system. Uh, they keep games close. Um uh, so to me, yeah, I mean, I think they could still be in the mix uh, as far as making the playoffs, even with, uh, uh, you know, some of the changes that they've made, but, uh, you know, th- they, they just always seem to, to be better than you expect them to be. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're still going to have a good solid season. Uh, I don't think they're, you know, uh, necessarily a, a cup threat, but, I think they're going to have a good season. they got a great crowd out there, a good atmosphere. Uh, so I think they got a lot of good things going for them.
2: Yeah.
0: RP, you got thoughts on the walls?
2: No, no, I agree with everything Glenn said. I, you know, they, they had a fight drop-off after their top four scorers. Point-wise, you know, Harmon was fourth in points with 65, and then the next guy was, what is it, Joel Erickson, had 49. So, but scoring-wise, they had what one, two, three, four. They had five guys, that, uh, six guys that scored 20 goals or more. So they can put the puck in the net. Uh, I definitely seen them making the playoffs again this year. I don't know if they're good enough to knock off Colorado, but you know, like we were saying, Flurry's always finds some magic in his game. You know, they traded Talbot, and it's Flurry's team now. So uh, I, I think they're definitely a playoff contender and. That's all you want, you know. When we're talking in preseason, make the playoffs and then see, you know, how far you can go. So, I, I think they're still on target for that.
0: Yeah, my, my only main question, uh, good. Like, I'm with you, Glenn. What you just said, what you said, as far as they're better than we expected, but. Uh, with Fiala going down to the Kings, where do they make up that those points, or, or who's going to pick up some of that slack? Uh, RP, I agree with you on Erickson, Egg and you two on Matt Boldy, uh uh, 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 Glenn. But I mean, I mean, it seems like they got the maximum out of that roster, and it's a really a top heavy type of. It's not a lot of balance. It's top heavy, like 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 RP said. Uh, you know, outside of the top, let's say, line in some change. You know. Where is the rest coming from? Are they going to really remain on their physicality? That's not going to last against a Colorado. Now, if we're just talking about division, uh, we already deferred that point to, to the abs. But if we're talking a playoff run, I mean, what, second round maybe at best? I don't see mm. them. I could see them getting past, I don't know, like a Dallas or, or whatever. But when you run into a buzzsaw, uh, a team that can score, like, you know, they may have to run into their division foes at like Colorado. You know, I don't think they have the, the offense to keep up with them. Um, what are your thoughts, Glenn, as far as playoff run? I mean I think we can agree they they're probably making the playoffs for sure. I don't think there's gonna to be too much a drop step, but what about once they get in? Yeah,
1: I mean I, I think you put it right, Steve. That they squeeze the most they can out of that roster. Um, and uh, you know, they're always they're always a tough out, they're always in the mix. Um I mean, if Fleury doesn't have the drop-off that, you know, he could have at his age, uh, I think, you know, trading him out for uh, Cam Talbot uh, is pretty much a wash. I don't think that's going to make that much of a difference. Um, If they can maintain – you know, they spread it out. They don't – they're a little top-heavy, but they don't have – you know, uh, they've got Kaprizov, which he's he's probably going to be there you know, their main guy who, you know, you could expect maybe he's going to score 40 goals plus. Uh, Maybe he's going to get, you know, 90 points or 100 points. So he's going to be their go-to guy. And all these other guys, they give good support, you know. They get 18, 22 goals. Uh, uh, You know, they all kind of fit into uh, a role that they need to play. Um, As far as getting into the playoffs, I think when you look at, you know, some of the other teams in the division, like, say, Nashville and Dallas and and Minnesota, I think any of those teams can beat any other team when they get to the playoffs. Um, You know, the issue will be if they come in, you know, fourth and have to play Colorado in the first round or something like that, then then they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. But, uh, you know, if they can find a way to, you know, play uh, a Nashville or a uh, you know, even maybe a St. Louis, who I think is, is better than them. But, uh, you know, if they play at Dallas or something like that, yeah, it, I mean, either, either team could win. So, um, I could see them getting to the second round, depending on how the matchups fall out. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, I think they're a tough out. I mean, it, you know, I don't, I don't think any team is going to go in and sweep them. Um, but, uh, you know, again, like we said, it's going to be kind of a matter of, uh, who Colorado is going to be playing in the uh conference finals most likely.
0: All right, Glenny. I, I mean RP, any additional thoughts? Will we jump around to another team or
2: No, I think that pretty much sums up with Minnesota. I think conference and the division wise, you know, they're all chasing Colorado and the other guys are gonna all do their best to be that team that's in the conference finals against Colorado. So I mean I guess the next thing we could shoot up is you know Pablo Buchanov and, and the St. Louis Blues. They had a fantastic right. <laughs> season last year. You know, uh, a, another strong team. Didn't make a lot of moves this off season. Some some good things. They signed some good players and all. But I mean, they had 109 points last year, so they're right up there with the the, the on a, a, of the NHL. And uh, I think if anyone can give Colorado a run, I, w- I would think it'd be them. They just seem to play the Avalanche well. Overall, mm-hmm. through, during the, the regular season, they, you know uh, look. No one battles against Colorado because they can put so many pucks in the net. So you have to just try to eliminate the scoring chances, and and you can keep up with them. And I think they've done a pretty good job at that. I mean, they were a few points behind Minnesota. They came in third last year in the conference, in the division. They were third in the conference. Still, 49-22, one hundred and nine points. You know, when you look at Colorado, they were 5-1 behind them, 10 points down. Obviously, that's tough. But everybody, like I said earlier, is comparing themselves to the Avalanche. But I think if anyone can make an upset run in the playoffs, it could be St. Louis. Yeah,
0: yeah I would agree with that. Now, Glenn, I'm going to go back to you with this because this is actually all ties into what RP kind of said with St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, that first round, uh, to me, St. Louis had Minnesota's number last year until the first couple of games in the playoffs. In a wild, surprisingly, won because to me in the regular season, St. Louis was all over Minnesota. They could not. Minnesota could not buy one, right? But right, yeah. Minnesota had a two to one series, a two to one series lead at one point, and then a the power play just went just went totally dead. And this is why I'm not too confident in their confident in their offense, and then. I don't even know what else they have done to improve their special teams. Now, this goes back to St. Louis. Like I said, St. Louis had their number. They won the three straight to finish them off in six. I mean, they dominated the wild. And I and I really believe this is probably the, – the Blues are probably the second best team in that division. And to RP's yeah. point, doesn't feel – I don't think they could – I think they could stand up to Colorado. I think they could give them their best shot and Colorado will actually have to react and play. Uh, your thoughts on the Blues, and then I, I'll go back, and then we'll get some more thoughts from RP on the Blues.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with both you and, and RP. I think St. Louis is the second best team in that division. Um, I, I've always been a, a big fan of them, both from a uh, you know a hockey standpoint and just a fan standpoint. You know, I, I just I I like their crowds. I like watching games out there. I, I just I, I I've just kind of become a a St. Louis Blues fan over the years. Um, now, I, I, their top nine, I think, is is outstanding. Um, you're mm-hmm. right. The power play kind of the power play kind of you know fizzled out on them last year. I was kind of shocked because I thought they had Minnesota well in hand. Um, the goaltending also wasn't great either. You know who. Uso had a bad game, so they bring in Bennington, and Bennington had a bad game, and you know everything kind of fell apart on them in the playoffs year last year. But I still think St. Louis is the, the biggest threat to Colorado in that division. Uh, do I think they can, uh, you know, win the division? No, I don't think so. But uh, if it came down to Colorado and St. Louis in the, uh, uh, you know, in the divisional finals. Um, I think St. Louis could really be a threat to them if, if their goaltending holds up. Now, you know, we talked about Binnington, uh, uh last week when we were talking about Husso uh, leaving, um, that they're going to put their eggs in Bennington's basket, which kind of surprised me because I, I thought they were going to go with Husso. The, I mean, Bennington started the year. He didn't he didn't start off well. They put Husso in, it just seemed like they were playing him more and more. Uh, so I kind of got the feeling that they were – kind of switching their their goaltending allegiance, and we're kind of going to go with Huso, but next thing you know, he's gone. So they're going back to uh, Bennington again, and obviously he was good enough to win a cup, but he was, you know, just otherworldly that that last half of the year. So was the whole team, for that matter. Um, You know, but I look at that team, and, you know, obviously Bucci is there. Jordan Cairo had a fantastic year last year. Uh, Ryan Mm -hmm. O'Reilly is great on face-offs, great on – on the power play still a solid uh captain. Uh Braden Shen, Tarasenko, we know what he could do. Robert Thomas. I mean I'm I'm looking at their lineup right now and I mean their their top nine is fantastic. Um and their defense is really, you know, pretty good too for you know, again they got, you know, Troy Krug, they they brought in Nick Letty, uh Colt Bareko, um, you know, Scandela's a good veteran, Bortuzzo, um, you know, you look at this roster up and down, and you're like, yeah, this this team, I think this team could win a cup again, uh, all things considered, if Colorado doesn't get in the way. So, um, I'm still looking for, you know, they've been a, a top team for the last five or six years, uh, and I think that's going to continue. I think they're looking at second place probably in the division, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll get a Colorado-St. Uh, Louis divisional final to uh, kind of settle things.
2: RP, any thoughts on the Blues? They're the opposite of the Minnesota Wild. They have balanced scores yeah. Nine guys, nine players that score 20 or more goals, that's that's pretty damn good. So I think they can definitely give Colorado a run. They get hungry enough. They get hot enough at the right time. If their power play keeps going the way it should be throughout the playoffs, which special teams is always the most important. They, You know, you want to be able to know that when you go up against the avalanche that you indeed have a shot to beat them in a seven-game series. And I think in a whole division, that that would definitely be the Blues.
0: Okay. Are you there? Okay. Let me ask you guys this about the Blues. Um, What if this is like one of those teams that's like on the brink of if they added a piece, like like we talked about, Patrick Kane. I'm not saying Patrick Kane, but an impact player like that at the trade deadline would your tune change depending on what they gave up as far as what they need, you know, what they needed to do offensively. Even though they had a lot of balance to begin with, if they added something else along with a defensive piece. uh, to maybe help, you know, raise their stock against, you know, let's say uh, the the team that they're looking up at. Like, I think that's kind of the situation they're in. What are your guys' thoughts?
1: Well, I think if Chicago is worried from a PR standpoint of trading Patrick Kane, there's no worse place they could trade him than to St. Louis. Uh, I mean, that would really be an outrage in Chicago. So uh, would he help them? Yeah, of course he would. Uh, but I don't think the Chicago fans would care what they got back. Uh, they might get the number one pick in the draft back, and I don't think they would be too happy with that. Uh, but uh getting back to what you were talking about, sure. I mean, you know, it almost seems like their power play is kind of full already. But, uh, you know, if they could pick up a sniper uh, like Kane at the end of the uh season toward the trade deadline – yeah that would make them ever more dangerous. It would just be a matter of what do they have to give up? what do they want to give up um and you know you would look at somebody maybe like uh you know depending on what the team that they're trading with wants, if they're looking for picks, if they're looking for um you know a roster player um you know i mean I'm you know maybe they might have to give up somebody like Robert Thomas who I'm sure they don't wanna do um on the defensive end you know, maybe a Pareko, um, you know, which they probably don't want to do. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they're that close, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did look for some reinforcements uh, during the season or at the trade deadline uh, and, uh, you know, see if they can get a little bit better and be a little competitive with Colorado. You know, to me, the one thing about Colorado is, yeah, I I think your give is going to be much better there. Cause he's going to be playing all the time, which he always said he wants to. and You know, but to me, I'm not sure I ever thought that he could be a full-time number one goalie. Now, maybe you guys disagree with me, but, um, you know, I, I always thought he had too many, too many clunker games, too many, you know, stretches of a couple of games where he didn't play well, too many bad goals. And I don't know that that necessarily goes away just because he's on Colorado. So, uh, you know, to me, I, I think that could be, you know, an issue for Colorado going down the line. He's going to be much better because he's on the best team in the league. But, you know, did, did they upgrade? Did, did Colorado upgrade in goal this year? I don't know. I, I really don't know. We'll see as the season plays out. But I think they could be vulnerable there, and a team like St. Louis could take advantage of that.
0: All right, all right. Anything else you'd like to add, R.P. with the Blues? And I'll chime in, and then we can move on to the Stars or, or the Dallas Stars and get their thoughts on them.
2: No, I, I think Gorgia is an up, an, up, an improvement from Kemper. He had some really crappy goals in during the playoffs, too. I think the difference here is you've yeah. a bad goal in. You have the team in front of you that can get the goal right back or score more goals right back. So, yeah, uh, you know, I don't think and I don't think there's any player – that St. Louis could pick up that would put the fear into Colorado. I think they're just playing up all cylinders. They they're a the dynasty team right now. You know, you look at them, they they were cut to win the, the cup in, in preseason last year, and then went out there and won the cup, which we all know was a pretty hard damn thing to do. So I I don't think I think the only team that beats Colorado was Colorado. I mean whoever mm-hmm. plays them is going to have to play the best hockey of their entire season, whatever level of the playoffs they get met in to knock them off. So I don't think Colorado cares. They care yeah, about but them, so. there's
0: also that, I don't, I, I
2: don't, yeah, the, you know.
0: Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, as you already know, RP, you know, how I, I'm like a stickler for, you know, what if the shit happens? Meaning, I mean, Colorado is as tough as their roster is, man. I mean, anybody can get hurt. I mean, anybody's prone to injuries. Uh, so, I mean, what happens is one of their guys gets hurt, so top guys gets hurt. or How do they rebound as far as their roster? Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you get lucky with avoiding the injury bug, but maybe a team like a St. Louis could take advantage if Colorado runs into mm-hmm. that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Sometimes it happens yeah, I mean, like that uh, in sports. Yeah,
2: I, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I did, you know, you look at Colorado last year, Landeskog was out for a while, McKinnon was out for a while. They have enough depth that, you know, you can't necessarily replace those guys, but uh, you don't really skip too much of a beat if those guys are out. Uh, I think St. Louis is in the same position, that if, uh, you know, they lost somebody for any period of time, they've got enough depth to, uh, uh, to overcome that. Uh, I agree with RP. I mean, I don't think Colorado's afraid of anybody. Uh, but what I was just saying was um yeah, I mean, you know, if you think Georgiev is an upgrade over uh Kemper, you know, that's that's fine. But um I, I think if they are vulnerable and again we'll see uh you know how this goes. I mean, uh Georgiev might win the visitor for all I know. But uh we'll see how it goes and I think if there's one point where Colorado might be vulnerable, it's in gold. But mm-hmm. again, like RP said, you know, you, you give up one
0: bad goal and
1: they score two. So
0: so it may not matter. Now, guys, I look at the stars kind of like how I almost look at the Jets. Uh, not, I, I thought the Jets had a stronger window or a more wide open window, especially when they traded. For, uh, uh, they made some trades a couple of years ago. They got Joe Pavelski from the Sharks. But it just seems that they don't have enough for me. And then I thought my tone would have changed after that first round series versus Calgary, and they lost in seven. It Showed a lot of fight. There was some great games in that series in that first round, right? But ah, there's nothing. I mean, a lot of the guys is there, and even John Glennberg went to the uh, to the Ducks. So they lost offensive punch from where they were mm-hmm. strong when you know from the you know the defensive uh, scoring. I I don't see them. I don't know if they're going to make. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I, I don't. I, I, I've got to look at the the Pacific I mean, when we get to them in a couple of weeks. Then I might have to come back and see where I think with the Stars. But Glenn, what's your thoughts on the Stars? I mean, nice big team, not enough depth, and I just think that you know losing Klingberg to the Ducks, man. I that, to me they needed to keep him somehow and then all, and add on mm-hmm. to what they had with Gr- Granoff yeah. and um Seguin, Jimmy Ben who's been there for a while and Pavelski's older, you know, you know, what else do they got, man? You know, big team, but I don't think they got enough offensive punch, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Steve. I mean, Heiskanen is, uh, you know, he could not run a power play, but they needed him and Klimberg mm-hmm. there uh, to do right. that. I, I think losing Klimberg is, is uh, uh, you know, really going to hurt them in the long run. Uh, you look at their, you look at their roster and their core is, is getting a little on in years. Uh, Jamie Benn, uh, obviously uh, Pavelski, um, Tyler Sagan. Um, let me ask you guys a question. I'm looking at their roster, and I don't see uh, Jason Robertson on there. Is he uh, an unsigned restricted free agent or something that they haven't signed? I don't see him on the roster. I was kind of surprised by that. I, but I thought, I I thought he was a, still there. <laughs>
0: uh, well, he, That's I, my I, bad sure person. <laughs>
1: He was just a rookie. I know they didn't trade him. I even looked him up to make sure he was still on the team. They said he's still on the team, but he's not on the roster. So, I don't know. Oh. I mean, I think he was a rookie. So, I didn't even know that he would be a Maybe it's just an error. But, uh, anyway, I, I mean, he's going to be there. So, And I think he had a, a phenomenal uh, first year. I mean, it, there were some good rookies in the NHL this year, and he very easily uh, could have won the Calder Um you know, but like I said, there were there were others as well. So, um, you know, but he had a fantastic year. Um, you know, they – they. Uh, I think Rupe Hints is is a very good player who's going to provide them with a lot of offense, although, you know, he's shown a little bit of a tendency to be in and out of the lineup with injuries. Um, but, yeah, I don't know – I don't know that they have the depth uh, of scoring uh, to overcome some of the uh, issues that they might have. So, uh, again, this is another team that might have a little a little trouble uh, eking into the playoffs and probably won't go too far if they do. Um, even I'm looking at their goaltending. I mean, I, I like Ottinger. I think he's a good young goalie. But besides that, they have a couple of guys I never heard of. Scott Wedgwood and uh, 100-year-old Anton Gobin is still on the roster. So, uh, you know, I mean, Ottinger's going to have to play very well. Uh, and I think he's going to have to play a lot of games. To uh, keep this team in a playoff position, and uh, I don't know in the end if he's going to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, RP, what are we should thoughts on the Dallas Stars and, and we what you see with them? Is you there? Hey,
1: sorry
2: about that, guys. Um, Jason Robinson, he was on that route to one. He's uh, on the left wing list on the bottom, 23 years old, but he's still there. Um, but well, I agree with okay. you guys are saying they're not a – Yeah, I'm on ESPN's website, and they have him listed still. On hey, left I'm wings.
1: on the NHLs. I'm on the NHLs on the Dallas right, and I don't see him on there. Probably
2: just, uh, probably just a mistake.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm sure he'll be yeah, there. Probably. But, you know, uh, yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's not, he's not going to help the team get where they ought to be. They're, they're no. not a – they're not much contenders right now. They don't have a strong lineup whatsoever. So they're one of those teams that are just going to try to wing it through the season, maybe make a trade. So we heard they to get better. But Pabowski led the team with 81 points last year. And you went 81 points. Jason Robertson had 79 points. Uh, Roe pent had 72 points. And then the number four scorer on that team, Tyler Sagan, Forty-nine points. So there's no balance. Yeah. There's no scoring. Uh, I don't go by plus-minus because that's a useless stat. But even the same thing with their with their power play points and power play scoring, after Pavelski and Robinson, the team just dropped. So they're they're not loaded in any position. Whether they didn't make the playoffs last year, and they won't make the playoffs this year. So, mm-hmm. so I really have on that.
0: Yeah, I think they're toast, man. um for the reasons you guys said, and I don't want to spend too much more time on them because I want to get to the Predators, but, yeah, I just – I think they've lost more than they should have – should they even have in the first place, and they've been around a little bit too long, and I think they had not built the roster up right now to compete with maybe the top three teams in that division. Um, and I'm not even sure they're better than Nashville, and I'm not even 100%, 100% confident on them. Now, let's talk about Nashville, where I thought, you know, RP and, and Glenn, like, like I would say, like, four or five seasons ago, I mean, I thought they were cooking. You know, I thought this was mm-hmm. the, the it team in the NHL. And, you know, RP, remember me used to have these back and forth about Peck and, Rene, and you know, you know, you know we, mm-hmm. we don't have to revisit those, those chapters, man. <laughs> but, but that was rocking <laughs> for now they got some veterans, you know, they you know the shame has been on there after a year. They signed Nita rider for a couple of years and Ryan McDonough is now on there. Uh you know we all know about Ryan McDonough, but you know to me it's just not that, you know, I, you know Kyle Turris retired. The you know we know about Philip Forsberg, he's a longtime predator, but I, I just think okay pieces needs just a lot more then I don't think they can compete in the division. I mean, they' probably a first-round exit the way I look at them. I mean, they can surprise you, uh, but I, I, I'm not not sold on the the complete roster. I don't think it's top. I don't think you know the up one. You know, uh, the first uh, line through the fourth line it scares me or wows me or like, oh man, I'm worried about the Predators. I don't get that vibe from good, okay pieces, Glenn. What are your thoughts on them? See, to me, it's like them and Dallas are like in that same boat, that same, that, you know, that, you know, what they're going to be in the stand is when I look at their rosters and how they, what they've added. Just to, for me, not enough. What What are your thoughts? And then we get R.P. Roman, you yeah, still there? I mean, I... You know, guys like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I agree with you. I I think that, you know, when you look at this division, clearly it's St. Louis and Colorado and everybody else. Uh, So, you know, whoever makes makes it third or fourth, I mean, who knows? You might get five teams out of the Western division. Um, But, um, you know, you look at this lineup again, you're right. They look like they were a team that, you know, you really had a fear a couple of years ago uh, that they were really on the rise. And then uh, they kind of – you know they kind of crested and uh, now they're kind of back to a, a middling, a middling team. Um, you know Roman Yossi. Once you get past Roman Yossi, and obviously McDonough is going to help them, and Matthias Ekholm uh, on defense, they don't really have a, a lot that's going to provide them with a lot of offense. Um, and, and you know you mentioned the names on uh, uh, on uh, the forward lines. I'll throw uh, Tolvanen in there. Uh, who's highly regarded and still only you know, 22, 23 years old, and uh, they're pretty high on him. But, um, you know, when you look at it, it looks like once they get past the top, maybe a top line, whatever they put together, um, you know, they got a lot of third-line guys. And uh, that's not going to make it in, in uh, the NHL. So, I mean, again, I think they'll be competitive in that division with the the Dallases and Minnesotas and, you know, maybe they were a smidge better than than those two teams, but uh, you know, I, I think it's just going to be a matter of you know them kind of fighting down to see who fills those that last spot or those last two spots in the uh, in the division. And uh, again, a lot of that is going to depend on UC Soros. I mean, he's uh, shown that uh, he, he's a really uh, really good goaltender, I think. And uh, you know, he might win them a few games that they. Uh, uh, might be able to get by 3221, you know, two nothing, um and, and get them some points that the other teams may not get because their goaltending is not as, as good. Uh speaking of Dallas and uh um, you know, some of the other teams. Uh so he might be the better goaltender uh, of those uh three teams that we're talking about and that may that may get them enough points to uh to kind of get into that third spot, but uh again, I mean, this is a team that doesn't really have a lot of uh uh you know they got a great atmosphere there um I've never actually been there. I've watched on t v uh but uh my wife was actually on a business trip down there a couple of years ago, and I got her a ticket to go. She went by herself and she said it was just a fantastic atmosphere in the arena but uh you know so they got that going for them, but as far as on the ice uh I think uh they're, you know, kind of a middling team That really isn't a threat to anybody
0: You know, let me Before we go to RP, let me tell you about that That is true, and that's one of the reasons I love going to different hockey arenas And, and I mm-hmm. want to do my dream trip uh, Glenn and RP You guys talk about the Western Canada I got to get to Edmonton and Calgary man. I got to figure out how to make that work one year But, but listen, oh, Steve, man I I I, I've been year. to it It
1: was great, it was fantastic We did Edmonton hey, I, I got to get it off my bucket list I got to get it off uh, my bucket. You got list. it. You got it. <laughs> but what, what, but uh, Steve honestly honestly one of the best two or three trips of my entire life. It was yeah. it was awesome and it was over feel- and it was over New Year's too. It was right after Christmas. Uh we spent New Year's in Calgary, it just happened that that's how the schedule ran for the Rangers. Uh unfortunately, uh I think it was in Edmonton was when uh uh it was in uh 95, Christmas of 95. I think it was when uh Richter uh kind of stretched across and jammed his skate into the post and, and hurt his knee. Uh and he was out I think for the rest of the season. So unfortunately that happened, but um as far as the trip went, I mean it was great. Just three three different kinds of cities on one trip. You gotta do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh and the 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 point I'll get into with that is uh, I've been to um Bridgestone Arena twice. For the rangers uh-huh. when the rangers win i mean i think the rangers go there on a saturday this year i might entertain it i gotta think about that uh-huh. but um but the point i was trying to say is um the atmosphere you're right glenn um it is liddy um i was there one year when, when rick nash was on the team man, remember rp we talked about it on the show one time that was one of the games where Mark star got the dirty hit we talked about it on the show he got knocked, yeah about uh, in that predators game but yeah it was one of those games man mm-hmm. um yeah, that's a it's a it's a college like atmosphere for sure. But but as far as the roster, uh, they're going to need more than that crowd to try to overcome some of their roster woes. RP, what are your thoughts on the, yeah. the spreads? Uh and then we could go around for final thoughts on everything. You know,
2: I just it's, it's great when your defenseman has 96 points in a season, but when he's the leading scorer, it tells you something about the offense. Because then mm-hmm. you get by Duchene and and, and Flosberg, I mean. Yossi with 15 scoring goals with 23, it, mm-hmm. you know, he's really potent on the power play, but they don't have that balance either. And once you get beyond those four scorers, five scorers, the team falls really flat really fast. And and that's a problem with a lot of the teams. It's hard to compete with, with the Avalanche and, and the St. Louis Blues and, and so forth when it, your scoring is so uneven. You can only when you know, your is only gonna steal you so many wins and your power play's only gonna get you so many more wins and, until you find a way to even out some of the scoring or someone needs to step up and stuff putting more pucks into the net. It's it's just hard to win the important hockey games, you know, the the, the division battle games that you that you just really need. You know, you, you go Yossi with ninety six points and then Duchesne with eighty six and Forsberg with eighty four. And then the next guy's got 64 points, and that was uh, uh, Mikkel It it's, a big, it's another team that has a big drop-off where you don't have that even balance. And it, as much as we talk about it and people get tired of hearing it, you know the way that we talk about it is the way other teams scout. And we only have three or four guys that can really put the puck into the net. And you go up a, a high offensive team like the Avalanche, a really strong defensive team like the Rangers have, it, it's easy to pinpoint what you need to do to win the hockey game. So that's why I think these guys are in that same spot. They just don't have the talent to get to the next level, even though they have good goaltending and a strong defenseman. You know, they're not getting any younger, and they're not making a lot of moves. And I I don't see them making the playoffs this season either, unless other things happen. You know, you make a trade, Colorado spins into a slump. I mean, things happen. Uh You you can't rule anybody out, don't get me wrong, but they have just a tougher road to get where they need to be.
0: Right on. I agree with that. Definitely. Uh, Glenn, let's get some final thoughts. The Central Division, our squad, anything on the blue shirts you want to fire off? Uh, and we could go to RP, get any uh, articles coming down the fight from uh, his uh, his sites, and uh, we'll wrap up.
1: Yeah, I just got two quick points. i tell you, Steve, as we go around the league and we talk about all these teams that have uh, mediocre so-so goaltending and uh, lack of depth and and all of this, makes me feel a lot better about our team. Um, mm-hmm.
0: You know,
1: I mean, <laughs> does it? Doesn't it, though? Oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to get this season started as far as the Rangers go. Um, the other thing was really I just wanted to ask RP. I've been seeing recently that there might be some uh, rumors about and, – and we talked about this last week uh, or two weeks ago, Steve, when we did the, uh, uh, the Atlanta conference uh, about Montreal – Um, I'm seeing that there's uh, a possibility that Terry Price might retire and that Montreal is working on an extension, uh, a a pretty lengthy extension, like five years with Jake Allen. Um, RP, do you know anything about what's going on with the goaltending situation in Montreal?
2: I just read they're going to put him on long-term reserve and he probably won't be playing this season. Yeah, I, I read the same thing, yeah. Of course, some people are blaming the Chris Kreider hit from a couple of years ago. But can you believe that? Whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever, Yeah, I mean they're just looking for excuses. I mean, unfortunately, the guy got got hurt and got a a knee injury. I was like, oh man, how long ago was that? (laughs) Yeah, but they're always going. You know, that's just fan bases. But I've been reading the same thing. It's not looking like he's gonna. No, he tried last year, and he played in a in a couple of games and. You know, he he just got this knee injury that he just can't seem to yeah. to shake. Yeah. But the last thing I read was that he was going to uh, Montreal was going to move him to some some kind of uh, long term IR or whatever you want to call yeah. it. You know, the Montreal Gazette is playing that he can't play, but he's still going to be around the Canadiens. That was put out today. He's not expected to play any games this season, and his career could yeah. be over. The latest report on him. Mm. So, you mm. know, we played five games last season. <clears throat> so, it, you know, it, it, it's, a tough, it's a tough fight. He was a really good goaltender. He had the same feeling when he played for the Canadians as when Monk was played for the Rangers. Just kept going yeah. short but always carried his team. But, you know, it's uh, they're saying if he wants to play again, he may have to get another knee surgery, and he hasn't yeah. decided on that yet. Yeah. So, yeah. that bad, bad news yeah, not Still well I do you know, he's 35. If he can live a normal non-NHL life after all the money he's made and what he's done, he might be, you know, considering just skating away from it.
1: Well, especially since Montreal is a team that, uh, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, is not probably going to even make the playoffs next year. So they're looking at – uh couple of years down the road, I think, to be uh, more competitive, mm-hmm. and, you know, at that point, you know, he'll probably be gone anyway, so I can kind of understand that, and uh, first thing I thought of when I saw those uh, those articles and Bob Hartley, you say, and that uh, uh, Kreider ruins his career. I figured it was just the people in Montreal, you know, Kreider scored 52 goals last year, and uh, <laughs> they, just wanted to, uh, they just wanted to mess him up and and, and get uh, in his head again and see if they could uh, mess up the season, so
0: um so that's it that's it for me steve shout out to glenn man thank you very much man on that and rp final thoughts and i'll be following uh your your twitter handle and your social media if you decide to go the broadcast man it's called msg yeah
2: <laughs> you know just keep following forever blue shirts empire Sports media i'll start writing some more articles now some interesting things that will be coming up instead of all that top 10 crap everyone's been writing the last summer. They're uh,
0: bored. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
2: not into that. I'm just not into that so I don't even bother. And, uh, you know, looking forward to training camp starting next week. Got the island is on the 26th, I believe it is. So it's it's right around the corner. And uh, let's see what these rookies can do, and maybe someone could correct this lineup. Keep supporting and following Ranger Proud. I appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a good night.
0: Have a good night to RP and, and Glenn. Um, in two weeks, we'll have something to discuss at least by the rookie camps and, and, and some of these uh, action, uh, exhibition action. actions, and also with the, uh, the Islanders. We'll talk about it in two weeks and get to the last division of the NHL, and then we'll get into some more hockey. Shout-out to Glenn and RP. It's also, ladies and gentlemen. We Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.